We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. second half with the turnovers and the inability to generate offense like there's a lot of things to talk about in this game but currently that is the bad taste that's in my mouth yes 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 this was by far the worst game that the Warriors have played this season also at the same time is and was the biggest game the Warriors have played this season so they hit a little uh they, they hit both things at once so they were awful in the biggest game of the year and uh, now they dropped to an unsightly Sam 17 and 3 uh against 18, what is now 18 and, three. <laughs> 18 and 3 18 and 3 against what is now the uh the best team in the league I we got to say that the best team in the league are the Phoenix Suns so yeah ugly all around I think mostly the, the main topic where we should start Sam as we always do is uh Steph Curry uh tonight was especially bad yeah, there's a lot of things to to hit on in this game. Um, Devin Booker leaving right before halftime was a major downer. Sure. Hamstring injury, I highly doubt he's playing on Friday. I, I can't think of anyone who leaves a game with a hammy. Who, if it was the playoffs, he'd play, but not in the fucking November. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. I mean, it's the last thing you want is him to actually get like the type of hammy thing that puts you out for two months. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Warriors are going to see them on Friday. They're also going to see them on Christmas. Fingers crossed. Uh, a Mr. Clay Thompson will be back for that Christmas one. So we're going to see a lot of Phoenix in the next three weeks. Um, but yeah, story of the game starts with Steph Curry. Four for 21. Somehow that paints a generous picture for how terrible he was. <laughs> I thought Phoenix defended him well, yeah. but they didn't defend him four for 21 well. It's like uh, both things can be true. Uh, Mikel Bridges did an awesome job on him, was one of the better one-on-one defenders I've seen on staff in terms of like not needing a ton of help. Because that's always the thing. People are like, oh, we, he can guard Steph. I'm like, yeah, with two guys helping him, he can, you know. But Michael Bridges, Mikel Bridges actually kind of guarded him one-on-one for most of the game. But with that said, I mean, Steph got switches on JaVale and airballed it. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with Mikel Bridges. That has to do with Steph playing off. Yeah, 
I, I, hundred percent. I think the game started and ended with him just, just being. I don't know what he did. He started the day coming into the game dressed like a. Uh, I don't know what he was dressed like. I just, I thought he was going to a pool party. I thought he was going into excess. Maybe he was going to Old Town. Uh, I know there's a pool was it pool, was it an ode to was it an ode to the Jordan Pool party which came out tonight. <laughs> hey, we'll get to Jordan Pool because he was the only bright spot tonight. But uh, the turnovers were especially terrible at the end of the game uh, by Steph. Look. We got to be honest, right? Just not a good performance all around. He was hunting his shot, which I thought was nice. He thought he knew it was a big game. And I think he came out, he wanted to prove and get his shot up, but wasn't there. Um, he couldn't get to the hole and finish. Uh, part of that is because the lineups around him, they had, they were playing Draymond Looney at the same time. And when that happens, Aiton's kind of just doesn't have to go anywhere else, right? He doesn't have to go out to the three-point line. So there wasn't much, much space out there for Steph. But to me, Sam, I, I think most of this is on Steph in that, I, look, I know Mikel Bridges is awesome. I know Aiden and Chris Paul knows all the plays, but great players miss shots sometimes. And I think if this were a playoff series, I think you could kind of chalk this up as, hey, Steph's not used to the type of length in the defense that the Suns are playing, but I assure you that on Friday, he's going to be a lot better. So I, I do think a lot of this is just, man, Steph just played like shit. And uh, Steph, and just give, give the Suns credit, but I think it's, it's Steph's, Steph's used to this. I think Mikel Bridges played excellent defense yep. on him. And on a normal game, Steph goes eight for 21, which is excellent defense. Four for 21 is just Steph being bad. Like I said, he got JaVale on more than one switch. He airballed one of them. He bricked the other. He got Jay Crowder on switches. Jay's fine, but he's nothing. Steph doesn't cook every other game of the season, you know, um, I, Mikel Bridges definitely gave him problems and made him a volume guy. A four of 21 is disgusting. That's way beyond any sort of defense. That's like you were open more than a few times you couldn't make a shot. So um, it starts there. And then the second player, I guess we got we should talk about. And I think it's important um, because they're the two leaders of the team. Draymond Green. Draymond, yeah. I thought, played – a good game defensively and his energy was excellent, but there were great. two there were too many periods offensively where he looked like the player last year. For about two and a half quarters, he did that thing where he refused to shoot the ball. And it felt like a little bit of a regression there, where he was where he was doing that thing where he was just trying to get Steph in a dribble handoff and anything but shooting the ball and you know, I just hate when you reverse that sort of stuff. Like, no one's looking for Draymond to score 20 points. I'm just looking for him to play in the flow. Uh, he looked like the Draymond from last season offensively, right? It just, just, he knew he wasn't going to score against Aiton uh, inside. He knew he couldn't get any shots up with Mikel Bridges around there. But Draymond, like, you can still shoot a five-foot floater. Like, you throwing it in close quarters to Kevon Looney or trying to kick the ball around against this team with three, four different wings out there. It's just, it's not going to work, right? You're, you're going to have to do something, especially in a game tonight where the, it's not like the Warriors were cooking on offense. Not the Warriors were fine on defense, but if the Warriors didn't score 100 points tonight, and if that happens, what's the worst that can happen if you're going to shoot a shot, right? Like, nobody's hot from the floor. And if they are, the, the Suns are, are smart enough to actually guard them and guard the guys that aren't good. So yeah, it looked a little bit like last season. I find it a little bit more concerning, Sam. But all, I think a lot of it is just kind of the, the rotations that Steve threw out there. Or I should say the lineup combinations. Right. Um, it's regular season. I, I'm not that uh, – Steve's not going to shorten the rotation for a November game. 
But I think in the postseason, he'll probably cut some guys out, um, you know, kind of like Looney, for example. But that tough one from Jamie. Let's, let's, let's talk about that. So so that's that's the number one thing. The reason they lost this game was Steph couldn't hit a shot and 22 turnovers. And turnovers, in my opinion, are the bigger thing because, like, Steph's probably going to shoot the ball this poorly one more time this season. Like, he's it, it happens once every 20 games, right? That sort of thing. But the turnovers, that's actually an issue the Warriors have in certain games. And a lot of it's tied to the lineup combinations. Phoenix is a good team. We've never denied Phoenix is a good team. They're, they're a Chris Paul team. They can defend. They're athletic. They're long. Not the type of team you should be playing Draymond and Steph, or sorry, Draymond and Looney together in for extended periods because it just shrinks the court. And it's just... I mean, how many of those turnovers were a function of, all right, we're not guarding this guy. We're not guarding this yeah, guy. So the passing lanes. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, one of those where I'm like, you know, Steve can, Steve could see how this looks, but I, I assume if they get into playoff series against Phoenix, we will not see the Draymond Looney combo for 20 minutes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, yeah. He's not going to do that. We know that Steve has shown us. He's not going to do that. A um, couple other substitutions and players that I thought maybe a little bit concerning was, was uh, JTA was, was a problem tonight in that he wasn't good. Uh, turnovers all over the place. Didn't want to shoot the three basically was kind of a replica of Draymond green out there. Um, you know, there's comp, there's comps of of JTA to to Andre Godala, but Andre Godala in games like this actually wouldn't turn the ball over, right? Like he'd be the guy that's actually Andre doesn't turn the ball over ever. in general, yeah. and, and and Andre wouldn't be scared to shoot the ball, right? And so JTA, if if he's trying to learn from Andre Godala and be that type of wing player, like that's the guy you want to be, and that you got to protect the ball in games like this, um, and you got to shoot the shots when you have the shots open, and he wouldn't do that today. We saw that last year a little bit too, so. He's been good. He's been good. But tonight, I think in this type of game, he wasn't ready. Um, the other thing also, Sam, I thought was interesting is is uh, is Gary Payne is a dog. Gary Payne yeah. is built to play in games like this. Like, play him. Chioza should – I get why Sam uh, – Steve uh, played Chioza because Chioza doesn't turn the ball over. But GP2, he's built to play in these games. Play him. Yeah. So um, w- want to mention Wiggins real quick. Had back spasms before the game. Looked like he was a little hurt. Looked like he was gutting it out. Yeah. I don't want to focus on him particularly. Um, you know, admirable. He played through it. Not a particularly good game. Happens. He should have um, played. Um, look, man. If, probably, yeah, probably, probably not. But I do think they are also the combo of it being kind of a, a big game, and sure. you're already down. Um, Clay, who we always forget, and then Igudala <laughs> and uh, Lee. Like at a certain right. point, it's like, do we even have any wings left? Kaminga, Kaminga right? tonight. I would have been fun to see him out there, but I, I hope I hope Andrew Wiggins gets healthy because uh, back stuff, man. It's no, it's no joke. It's no joke. MPJ's yeah. done. He's his career might be over. So be careful. Be careful with the back. Now the two players who were there were two players who were good tonight and there are two players we should talk about um, as maybe a positive. It's hard to take positives from like it just the way the Warriors played the second half. It's is it disgusting, <laughs> but two players were positives for me, Jordan pool and Otto Porter. So let's start on pool pool was nine for 15, 28 points, five assists. I think, I mean, my big takeaway from this game is something I've felt for a while, which is, this dude has big game confidence. Like there's, I'm not worried about Jordan Poole getting shook by the moment. If anything, I'm a little concerned Jordan Poole might like 
think he's the best player on the court when he should defer at times. Uh, but it's it's cool to see a guy who, in a game that has some sort of, I don't want to say stakes, but like everyone was looking forward to this game. Everyone knew it was a big game between the two best teams in the NBA right now. Jordan Poole is definitely a gamer, and he definitely gets up for this sort of stuff. Best player on the, the team tonight, and just like you were saying, absolute baller, man. Got stones, came out here. The thing he's doing really well nowadays is he doesn't chuck up the first open initial three. Uh, he's learned from Steph. He's doing the pump fake step and then calmly shooting the three that's open after the guy flies by. Um, just that's the type of stuff that I think he's maturing. He made an absurdly good pass in transition to Gary Payton, uh, turning down another open kind of 25-foot three-pointer. Dude, he's got the confidence where – I mean, Bill Simmons always has irrational confidence. He's got it in spades. Dude, he's going to have to play more. He's I, – I just said GP2 should have played more instead of Chioza. Jordan Poole should have played more tonight. Kid's 22 years old, man. He doesn't need rest. Get him in the damn game. Let him ball out. He should have played damn near 38, 40 minutes tonight because he was the only damn – he was the only thing that was good about – uh, the Warriors offensively night. Everybody else is dreadful. Besides, I guess, the next guy we're going to talk about. Yeah, totally. I mean, the shot creation is a thing. I think his passing was really impressive tonight. The thing that um, has really grown for me with Jordan Poole since the beginning of the season is his passing. And maybe he's just in kind of a hot streak right now. But, like, it feels like the last five, six games, he's been pretty sure-handed. Whereas early in the season and last year, it was like, he can make a nice pass and then he'll do something where you're like, I, I don't want the ball in your hands at all. Cause I have no clue where your decision was like even worse than Steph sometimes. Right. So I think, I think he's really coming into his own and like, he's a player. The Warriors are going to have to play down the stretch against really good teams because the offense gets too bogged down. We know who Draymond is. They don't have Kevin Durant out there. They will have Clay Thompson at some point who will help. But having a secondary creator next to Steph alleviates a lot of pressure. And I'm not, I'm not convinced he's not going to be closing games come playoff time. He, I, I don't feel like it's over him in any capacity. Like, I don't feel like he's going to ever be afraid to do that no, sort of stuff. No, he's big-time players play big in big-time games, Sam, as they say. And uh, big-time game tonight, Jordan Poole showed up. Just, you, don't, you don't get only a certain player, certain amount of players in the league have that right have have right. have it and uh, he may not end up being a superstar but he's going to make some huge shots and huge moments in his career for the warriors i think and uh, this 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 proved like this proved that to me tonight and i'm sure we'll see more of that moving forward absolutely the other player i want to mention is otto porter otto um 16 points yes 16 points uh 6 for 11 from the field four threes i think he's got to be maybe their second best big man now. Like, I mean, Draymond's their best interior guy. I'm not sure Otto is not the best guy next to him going forward. He played 30 minutes tonight in those 30 minutes. The Warriors were up. I want to say 10 point. Yeah. Plus 10. Um, I, I just, his shot making is so clinical. Like he's one of, he's probably the third best shooter on this team. Steph and Claire, obviously on their own level, but like, in terms of if he catches the ball with any sort of airspace and he's like semi-set, I think it's going in every time. And it, it just such a necessary piece for this team. Also, 
while he can't move that well defensively, he's really smart and he's pretty damn big that I, I think you can get away with him. Like, I didn't think he was that big a defensive liability. Chris Paul caught him a couple times on, on the mid-range shot, but it's like, okay, so Chris Paul hit, hit a fading away 15-footer on you a couple times. Like, big deal, right? I, I think he's I think he's making a case for more minutes and potentially being a close, closing lineup player um, if his body allows him, and, and I think that's big. Uh, I completely agree. Uh, the dude's a 40% free th- uh, three-point shooter for his career and looks every bit like it. I mean, he's fucking huge shots all night long. They're going to need him in the postseason. Um, I'm a little worried. Just just they might need uh, – they're relying on him a lot right now uh, for a guy that's uh, – he shouldn't be playing 30 minutes a game. Uh, so I would, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure his body, I'm not sure his exactly. body is up for the that's what I mean. pregame thing. Yeah. That's what, like we saw what happened. Not that Otto Porter is 38 years old, like Andre Godala, but Andre Godala, we saw if he's playing 30 minutes a game for five games in a row, he's going to be done for two weeks. So uh, it's, that's just uh, Otto Porter stay healthy, but he brings all the right stuff to the Warriors that they need because Belly's struggling a little bit. He, he played a little better tonight. But uh, he's struggling a little bit, and the Warriors, you know, Kaminga's still a rookie, so there's not much out there. Kavon Looney doesn't shoot like he does, right? So he's kind of their best option right now. And the Suns, here's the thing. I don't know how effective Aiden is going to be in a series against the Warriors. He had some big shots tonight. I mean, when whenever he gets a bucket, you know, the first thing you think about is, oh, my God, the Warriors are too small. But overall, in terms of the the points that Aiden scored, it's not like he had he went 35 for 12 against them, right? So – they're going to go be, small a lot of the times. And can we, can we hit on this? Yeah. Let's show this. The talking point is going to be that Aiton giving them problems. To me, the perimeter defense that the Suns played was what actually gave the Warriors 100%. problems. Like Aiton got points, but they felt – I don't want to say they were empty points, but it's like, okay, he hit a couple fadeaways with Draymond guarding him perfectly. Good job, man. You know, his points didn't feel particularly effective to me. What felt what felt impactful was Mikel Bridges and Jay Crowder and those guys like forcing turnovers. Like the Warriors are turning the ball over down the stretch. Um, if anything, Ayton's perimeter defense was better than anything he did interior wise. Like I just don't think I just don't think any of that interior stuff really mattered all that much. I the sustainable stuff from this game is not going to be eight and scoring 24 points. Cause if Steve needs to get to it, he's going to go small and that's going to get shut down. Aiden's not going to score on Draymond. What is sustainable is the Warriors not, not getting open shots against this type of defense. That's sustainable until Steph makes shots until uh, Steve plays pull more until Clay comes back. Right. So, I mean, I let's, let's be honest here. The Warriors were one possession down and they played like complete shit in crunch time. And, and like it's not it's not like the Warriors got destroyed by 30 points tonight. So all in all, not the worst game, but it was it was ugly. <laughs> it was ugly. Yeah. So, yeah. To the Aiton point, and I, I don't I don't want to put this in a wrong way, but it's like when he was scoring on the Warriors, they were losing. It wasn't like like that early part of the game where they were trying to hunt the Aiton matchup because they thought that was an advantage played into the Warriors' hand. Look at the score in the first half when they were, like, trying to feed eight in every possession. And he did a good job. He he took advantage of it. He was efficient. But, like, it didn't really do anything. What turned the game was them turning up the pressure on the perimeter, the Warriors being unable to score and just could not stop turning the ball over 
which it was a far bigger deal to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we've seen this happen with the Warriors. I actually, I guess I'm going to be a homer here, but the Warriors do this every 10 games or so. I like it when this happens because it forces the Warriors to lock back in and say like, hey, enough with the bullshit, careless stuff, right? And forces them to actually clean up the the messy stuff that they've been doing uh, for the, the the bad habits that they've had the last few games. So I expect Friday, we're not, I don't think we're going to pod before Friday, but I expect them to be, I expect them to be much cleaner on Friday. And I expect obviously Steph to at least go for 30 uh, in that game. He's going to be ready to rock. Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all the awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NBA tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will actually give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I actually did that for the San Francisco Giants game against the LA Dodgers game one, compared it to another site that I usually use. TickPick was actually cheaper. Uh, So there you go. But make sure you go to TickPick for all your Warriors tickets games this season. Visit TickPick.com today to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors tickets. Again, it's TickPick.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's get some calls. Goons time. Let's roll. Aaron, what's up, my man? Hey, hey, hey. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. You're coming in loud and clear. Solid, solid. Well, hey, um, today's game, um, I really didn't care too much about the outcome of the score. I was really more interested in seeing the dynamics of uh, matchups just because these are the teams that are more likely going to be in the WCF. And Chris Paul, although he doesn't have the best record against Steph in the playoffs, I've noticed that it hasn't been the easiest matchups for Steph. As Steph and Draymond have mentioned, some of the most competitive and most difficult series for them were the Rocket series in, I believe, 17 and 18. Yep. And I think, like, more than anything, I'm interested to see if there is going to be some type of small tweaks to the 14th and 15th roster spark, considering that CP3 is really great at picking his spots, unless it's against Looney, of course, but... (laughs) <laughs> really gonna gonna really come to not necessarily haunt, but it's gonna give the Warriors um 
essentially I think the biggest challenge in the West. And kind of a side note, what I noticed in Monty Williams, really interesting seeing how competitive his nature was when he came off onto the Yeah, he got he got teched up. I did not see that coming, right? I kind of felt like he wanted Steve Kerr to call that timeout because he was excited about his team. And I felt like I think I don't want to say he broke character, but I feel like that's something he kind of knew what he was doing. Yeah. But yeah, that those are just my thoughts. Aaron, appreciate the call. Um Andy, so I will say this. Chris Paul is not either you're my favorite player, but his teams do play like a slow, grinded out physical style, which is probably the best way to play a Steph Curry, Draymond Green team. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but like I, you're never going to outrun them. Like LeBron does the same thing. You're never going to outrun the Warriors. You're better off trying to kind of muck it up the way that Chris Paul and LeBron, those guys do. Or how did how did the Cavs win that series in 2016 outside of the injuries and the suspension is that they mucked the game up by going big and just pounding the ball into the ground and going ISO and just slowing it down. It's like, it's like what the Niners do because Jimmy G can't throw past five yards. They just keep running it and just put together an 11 play eight minute drive and all of a sudden the half the damn quarter is over. Right. And the Niners G- have a Jimmy touchdown. G CP three. It's <laughs> disrespectful to CP three, but I'm down. Because I fucking hate watching Chris Paul play basketball. But like that's kind of like that's that's what that's what he does so well. You have to respect it. Is that no? But that's a, that's a, that's a good point. Like the the Niners don't go into um you know they're not trying to get into a shootout because it's like right. we're we're not going to win a shootout and like you know you're not going to win a shootout against a Steph Curry team. So right. Right. go the opposite way, frustrate him that way. So they're 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 good. I want to ask you this before we get to the next caller. Do you think Phoenix is the biggest threat in the West for the Warriors? I still think that the Lakers have something. I know that you're going to laugh, but I still am more scared of LeBron and Anthony Davis than uh, than a Chris Ball-led basketball team. So uh, that's, that's, that's really it for me. I know that the Lakers are terrible right now and they don't have shooting and all of that, but it's a long basketball season. And I think that the Lakers, I would be more scared of them in the series uh, five months from now. Clutch Lou. Um, no, <laughs> I, I do get it because I've, I've always said this. This Laker team is not a threat, but they're always a trade deadline move <laughs> away from is. being a problem. He sure is. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, do I think like Malik Monk, Austin Reeves, and Avery Bradley are going to beat the Warriors? No, but like, you know. You get the right pieces around their core, it could be a little difficult. Um, right, let's keep moving. Ricky Garcia, what's up, my man? All right, I'm not really going to be kind of dwelling on this one. I mean, they play again Friday. Uh, I think Phoenix is coming off that back-to-back uh, with Detroit that that day also, so not going to completely sweat it. But um, I think what kind of my thing is, you know, like Steve going um, – defense heavy late in these games um i mean it's kind of obvious you know that some of it's going to be you know he kind of has a point you know it's it's kind of where steve leans um in his philosophy um but i think you know they could do a better job throwing out a steph save us offense um so my question is um do you think they missed kenny atkinson a bit more tonight 
you know, knowing that, you know, maybe he could have had come up with some better ideas with Steph struggling tonight? Ooh, interesting question. Um, I'm going to go with no because it's the regular season. And a lot of, like, Chris Chioza, like, the utilization of him was partially Steve just, like, let's try different things and see what's going on, you know? Like, using 11, 12 guys, like, a lot of that's just about seeing what you have in these moments. So I don't know that, like, you know, Kenny Atkinson would have made a huge difference or anything being on the bench tonight. Yeah. I also, I, uh, how has he been? He's been gone for weeks, <laughs> it seems like. So uh, I, I have no idea where he's been. But offensively, I would have liked to seen Steve do oh, something you, different. You, you, actually, the problem is you do know exactly where he's been. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kenny, nowhere to be found. Uh, get healthy, Kenny. Uh <laughs> It, it would have been nice to see the the offense get changed up a little bit. They kind of run in the same stuff with a few tweaks that Chris Paul knows. But again, a lot of it I can't really blame on Steve. It's like when your fucking best player shoots four for twenty one, like you can change up shit as much as you want. You're not fucking winning. <laughs> You're not winning. Yeah, ball, the, the, ball. St- Steve can't put the ball in the basket for Steph. <laughs> All right, Raul's called back in. Let's move him to the front. Raul, you there? Okay, perfect. Uh, is it? Can you hear me now? Much better. Yes, we can okay, hear you. I'm sorry. I just got back home. I just connected to the Wi-Fi, and I think it should be better. Yeah, so actually, it was my first ever like ever NBA game, and I was super excited. Like, oh, I'm going to watch Steph Curry. I'm telling everyone, <laughs> oh, I'm going to watch Steph Curry. I'm so excited. I tell my dad. I tell my mom everything. That, of course, <laughs> it was like 4 for 21. Like, I'm so excited. And like before the game, like you know Steph has this energy where he just shoots around and like it's a goofball. For some Fresh. reason... Seemed very serious, and then he shot like he missed so many shots, like before the game, and the, I feel like the energy was sort of off just to begin with. And I tweeted it out Ooh. actually, but like um, the game, yeah, like the practice shots, he he shot like twelve for like like fourteen or like eighteen something like that. He he didn't he didn't do well. And, the, and then I was watching Jordan Poole, right? And then like how you know see you see how everyone just like plays around and then you know just get practice shots jp tries to do these um before the game shot of the like he pretends to like okay he's an actual game he like runs hard and then goes to the basket and then shows up the elite to hey try to block the shot and then whatever and then the energy was just his energy before the game was amazing so i just sort of knew we would have a good game Nice. No, I appreciate those anecdotes. That, those are my favorite things. Like when you go to the when when you go to pregame and you see certain things, stuff you'll never see on a TV broadcast. Yeah, that's really what makes it worthwhile. I want to ask you this: What was the atmosphere like there? How many? How much of the crowd is Warrior fans versus Suns fans? I felt like for like the the place I was sitting, I feel like there were so many Warriors fans. The right, the, the entire row, out of the, like in twenty people, I think ten of them would be Warriors fans. So many Warriors fans, and they were trying to chant MVP. They were like looking for, hey, like guys, let's chant MVP whenever he like makes a three. And then we didn't, we never even got a chance to do that. So <laughs> everyone was so disappointed. And the in whole entire row, when when we had the turnover, the Draymond turnover uh, before, like I think like the, a minute left into the game, they just right. left and just left the game. Uh, and just, <laughs> oh man, that's so disappointing. That's so disappointing, Raul. We appreciate you calling in. Man, that's see, that's what I want to see. I want to see Steph go off to see if he could take over Phoenix because it feels like basically in every arena, if Steph's going off, it's a home game. Um, it is one thing I want to point out that he said is uh, 
Steph wasn't ha- didn't have his usual energy before the game. So he, one either he took it seriously, but I, it just tells me he guy fucking drank too much last night, man. Unreal. This <laughs> thirty three years old, dude. Like the hangovers are gonna last longer, Steph. Like get it together, dude. Like I mean, come on, man. We got we gotta do better. We gotta do. Better. I got three day hangover after the Thanksgiving weekend. Steph, figure it out. Pick it up. Let's get ready for Friday. Nice. Mick Walters, what's up, man? Hey, yo. Hey, thanks for, again, doing the playback stuff. That was awesome. Um, kind of a sucky game for Steph, but whatever. I mean, they were right in it up till the five yeah. down one. Like, I, I would take that any day of the week, right? And the fact that they scored five points for the next five minutes of the game is a super rarity. And we're, like, so blessed to have Steph that, like, I never worry about that ever happening. Uh, so, you know, it's just one of those things. Absolutely. You know, I I really think there was some things to take away from this game. It was interesting to see how Phoenix played on the perimeter. They also really crashed in on the paint on those drives, which really screwed up Draymond. There was a lot of dunk the loony with three people on him. A lot of Steph fumbling the ball on his drives, which usually are wide open because teams are so spread out on them. So I think you'll see the Warriors make some adjustments and and you'll see not the type of attack the middle kickouts, but a little more perimeter circling around that'll really open things up for them and they're gonna smoke them in the next one. Yeah, I'm with you on the uh I think the Warriors are gonna it's gonna be a good game on Friday. Um I yeah, smoke them. I, I'm with you. I, I wanna predict that too. But yeah, Phoenix is a good team. The, the, the other thing I want to point out is Book was out, and sometimes when that happens, I do think it's kind of a letdown. I do think the Warriors were so jacked up to play this game. Part of it was like both teams were healthy and playing. And when Book was out, I think there was a little bit of like, ah, you know what I mean? I think that kind of kind of ruins the moment. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see if he plays on Friday. Hopefully he's not out for too long. We will see if he plays on Friday. I don't think he will. <laughs> they're not They're, they're not going to get killed on Friday. The, the Warriors are not. Nah. Yeah. Anyway. I agree with you. We'll keep moving with the yawn. <laughs> Lucas. Wow, Lucas with the blue hair. Incredible. It's like an ABG. Relax. Hello, guys. I'm from Brazil. Good night. It's 3 a.m. right here. And uh, I know you guys briefly mentioned uh, Aiton size, but in how you guys think that his points were actually uh, relevant, but I really think that size was a problem to us, and I think we really need Wiseman his presence alone would be very, very much helpful. But what what I was actually want to talk about is about the turnovers and how uh, in those games we don't seem to adjust to the turnovers and we keep playing some really dumb passes and making really dumb decisions. Seems like we can adjust, like slow down, slow the tempo and think uh, think it all through and make the right pass. And staff tried to play through uh, two straight passes through defenders. Like there was no way he was going to be able to make that pass, but still still he mm, he tries. So yep. that was not actually very smart. And I would like your, your guys' opinion on that. Thank you. Lucas, appreciate the call from Brazil. Five light years, hours. light years worldwide, baby. Three, yeah. Five, five, t- five hours ahead, man. Well, let's talk about the let's talk about the Aiton thing first. Okay, yep. so how how much of an issue do you? Because like I think I came with a strong take earlier, um, but like how much of an issue do you really think he was? Um, uh, so a couple things. Uh, 
in the regular season, yes. In this type of game, yes, he's going to be a problem. In a postseason series, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem just because I think that the Warriors aren't going to play Luluni as much. Um, they're just going to play Draymond at the five more, and they're just going to turbocharge it, and Draymond's going to hold his ground defensively. The other point I think he, he said was about Wiseman helping is I don't – Wiseman could help. Wiseman is also recovering from a meniscus injury and hasn't played basketball in almost a year. It would. It is not fair to say to put him in that situation to say that he's going to help. Uh, so I think those are the two. Th- yeah, I feel like the idea of Wiseman's probably better than the actuality of where he would be. Um, I, I just don't. I just can't see him helping at games this high level at this stage of his career. On the Steph front, he's one hundred percent dead on. Like, I mean, we we talked about the four for twenty one shooting, but like the turnovers, just the. I mean. Credit credit where credit due with Steph. If he's going to be bad, he's going to really be bad. You know, <laughs> that was just a terrible game in every possible capacity. Not it really it, remi- it reminded a little bit of like a game three of the NBA Finals where Steph has that one bad game and uh, yeah. it just it just makes it look so bad because, like you said, when he's bad, he is he is bad, right? Like he's not going to be like those stat padding types like LeBron or Russ where they're bad but they still get like twenty two eight and eight. Right. Like Steph, when he's bad, it's four for 21. Four for 21 with the most boneheaded turnovers of all time. Yeah. 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 Nanda, Nanda, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm from India. I'm not sure if you remember. There we go. What's up, uh, man? Hi. So I'm fine. And how are you guys? Yeah, doing well. Okay. So uh, I wanted to talk about three things like one uh, this is the second continuous second consecutive game in which JTA has had second consecutive big game I remember the last year's Memphis playing game where he had a lot of turnovers and again the same year I think he had like five turnovers so do you think he's struggling a little bit in big games and the second question is uh, after, ever since that Lobos Thanksgiving Draymond has, hasn't been as aggressive <laughs> as he was this season. I mean, uh, in this game, I saw a lot of plays where he could have taken the shot. He was literally at the rim and he tried to uh, throw it to Looney. I think that's uh, make him... Yeah, definitely. Good. Yeah. So yeah, Also, uh, i just complete the third question. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm sort of having a situation. Here. I'll go on mute. So, uh, I'm not really worried about what Aiden did today because... Uh, of course, Raymond is gonna is gonna hold against him in uh, playoff series. But what this shows to the other teams in the NBA is like having a really good big man can uh, deteriorate Golden State's defense. Like uh, I'm not sure if Draymond can hold his own against Giannis, say in a seven game series, uh, let alone two or three. So, do you think that is a hole that they need to fill because there is no roster spots left? It's dependent on the two. Centers in Looney. Okay, those are great questions. All right, let's let, let's run through them. By the way, Nanda, we appreciate you calling in. So first off, I'm not worried about Steph with big games. Just just to be blunt with it, um, he, he's just he has dumb games here and there, and I wish he wouldn't. But it's just Steph's Cause dumb he, games. Because he's a human being, he has bad games. Yeah, Cause <laughs> yeah. Because he's, he's not. Even MJ had bad games. I, now, I the the second no MJ never played a bad game. <laughs> now the second question, the Draymond one to me is the most interesting thing because it, it was a reverting type of game, and he's had like a couple games in a row now where I'm like, 
all right, man, you're not really looking to shoot the ball. You're not playing in the flow. You're not doing that sort of stuff. And I'm wondering what's going to change it. I thought his energy level was excellent on defense, but uh, he can be better. I, I think Draymond needs clay. Um, he needs another guy out there to pass to. Draymond, I think at this point in his career, isn't going to, as much as we would want him to take that eight-foot floater consistently if he even misses or that mid-range jump shot, he's not. He needs Clay Thompson out there, um, and he needs him to space the floor a little bit more and allow Draymond to get more open space so he can get those type of fake dribble handoffs or, or maybe even an open three. So that's kind of – I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, it, it always has come down to the Warriors needing Clay Thompson to win the NBA Finals this season. Nobody was under the impression that the Warriors with – with Steph Dre, you know, and Jordan Poole would, would be good enough to win the finals. And I think that's kind of part of what you saw tonight is that Jordan Poole played as well as he could. Steph played as worst as he could. The Warriors were right there at the end. And, uh, you know, maybe if they had one more shooter out there <laughs> that the game would have, uh, would have been different. So I, I think that's, that's kind of the difference. Um, he had one more question. I think about guys like Giannis, I think that's one thing I am worried about a little bit. It's just that he's playing so hard. It's a long season, man. Um, and, and Draymond's going to have bumps and bruises. Uh, they might need to look at resting him a little bit too. So it's kind of long. Yeah, I mean, they do need to manage the season. And so so far they've done a good job of it. But yeah, I mean, if they have to sit, uh, if they have to sit Draymond a couple games in the midseason because he's banged up, like I'd, I'll take, I'll take some losses to ensure that we get Draymond at his max value when it matters uh, than the opposite. Um, all right, let's keep moving. Dylan, what's up, dude? Hey, y'all. How are y'all doing today? Good. What's up, man? Good, good. I just got a couple things. Uh, first thing is I want to know what y'all thought about the officiating the last couple weeks. And I'm not just talking about our games. I'm talking about across the league. It seems like the emphasis on not calling the grifty fouls has kind of gone away, and it's sort of reverted a little bit. And I feel like that's sort of contributed to some of our struggles the last couple games. Um, and the other thing I want to ask is, you guys feel like we had a Gadala, we definitely win this game tonight, or is that just me? <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out, Max Kellerman, Igadala, W. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I, I agree with that. Um, just what we saw last season and what I saw tonight was so similar in that in big games, the Warriors have guys that are scared, and I, you don't, you can't blame them. They just haven't played those type of big games. Um, and he's the guy that's not going to make mistakes out there. Like we talked about earlier, JTA looked, we was t- either we petrified talked about this. or just wasn't ready. Like what are we the talked other, about but- this? We talked about this on the last pod. So like we trust the core three, we trust Ugudala in big yeah. games. So that's four players. Who else <laughs> yeah. do we trust? Like I trust Jordan Poole. So that's five. Um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, he had a good game tonight, but he's still a rook. Like he's still at 22. You know, what I mean? it's really I'm, just those four guys. I well, no, that's wrong. Um, I I don't like. I, okay, let me let me rephrase this. Are you worried about Jordan Poole being scared? Yeah. Okay. I mean, to rephrase the question. Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about him being scared. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Are you worried about Otto Porter being scared? Yeah. Right. I think that's fair. But like, but are you worried can, about? Are, are you worried? But you're worried about like. Okay, so like I'm trying to figure out like I think there's seven or eight guys here that I trust them not to be shook is what I'm getting at. And um you know, you take out like someone like Igadala, 
then it's, you know, it's now you're down to seven. Now you're down to six. You know, th- those are the type of things that lead to like bad performances. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. They started playing guys that, uh, you know, weren't really ready for night's game. Andre Iguodala would have been a breath of fresh air. I tweeted that on, this is the type of game where Andre Iguodala would have made a couple random threes, just like really ugly threes that he would have made with like shot clock running down. Just backbreakers. <laughs> it's just classic Andre Godala. You would have had a couple of those tonight. Yeah, they probably win with the Godala. So uh, he, he looks like he might play on Friday. So hopefully he'll be back soon. But here's what like, two months. Here's also like, what Igadala would do: not turn the ball over like a <laughs> moron eighteen times. Like <laughs> twenty-three turnovers tonight. Jesus. He's. I I understand. I mean, first off, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a, one of the smartest players you'll ever see. And even if he's getting older and all sorts of things, like he still just doesn't make mistakes. Sometimes you just want the player who's not going to make a mistake. On the floor. Yeah, I mean, look, Looney doesn't make mistakes either. You know what I mean? That's I, so I kind of trust Looney out there, but Looney's just not as good as, as Andre. But right, yeah, right. I'm with you. You know, smart guys, smart players, man. You can never have enough of those. Yeah, Andre said till February. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. <laughs> Omar, what's up, my man? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Um, I have three quick takes about the game today. Um, just notice, you know, we've had about four or five games that have gone in the clutch since the start of the season. Laker, Lakers, Clippers at the start, and then Memphis, Charlotte, and tonight that we've lost. And, you know, it's not been looking great. Um, just kind of an interesting takeaway. Um, I think the main takeaway around this team in terms of vulnerabilities going forward um, and then the other bit is that, um, you know, as, as others have mentioned, part of the theme here is that Kerr, when it's tight, kind of defers to his very defense-oriented lineups. We saw a lot of Looney tonight. And, you know, it's, it's a little hard with this game because, you know, Wiggins uh, kind of looked like he had the MPJ back situation going on, sadly. And, you know, Iguodala and Lee were out. So our wing depth wasn't, you know, particularly great. But I'm wondering, in terms of a question to you guys, we didn't see much of Draymond at the five today. And we have two more games with the Suns coming up. Do you think there's an element of gamesmanship, you know, planning for the playoffs in terms of... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, just, you can take it from here. <laughs> yeah. 100%. What? Yeah, and, and and I might not even say gamesmanship as much as experimentation. Like you might as well try everything right now to see see what works and what doesn't. Um, you know, I thought Draymond and Looney together does not work. Hopefully, when they get to the playoffs, they're not playing that combo super aggressively against. The Suns, you know, Chris Chioza was thrown out there a lot today. Part of that was because they were limited with the bodies they had. Part of that was probably just experimenting with stuff. So I, I, I think like part of it's gamesmanship and part of it's like, why not try some stuff, right? Yeah, I, I'm more on the line. I think that they know that they're going to play each other in the postseason. And the Warriors and Suns have never played each other in big games. And uh, you are not going to show them that small death lineup until you absolutely have to. Do. Now, part of it's like Clay's not back anyway, and, and he might play in that Christmas game, but you're not going to show them that lineup until you absolutely have to. And it's not like the Warriors need practice with that lineup. They know what that lineup's about. So you don't play that lineup against these guys until you absolutely have to. And I like that Steve didn't go to it because, uh, you know, this is a win you don't really have to chase. Yeah. 
In general, yes. I mean, it's it's annoying watching them lose, but it's also like a long season. Who really cares, right? <laughs> now, if they lose again on Friday uh, and D-Book doesn't play and they kind of do this again, right, I- I'd be very concerned uh, for sure. That's true. I agree with you there. All right, let me give Mar another shot here. Yo, you guys got me? Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, how you guys doing? My bad about that last one, man. I don't know what's going on, but um, don't worry about it. Yeah, you know what? I'm. I just want to say I'm not really worried about this game, just for the simple fact that you know we're we're missing Iguodala, we're missing Dealy, guys like Looney, you know, Belly and JTA getting extended minutes in a in a in a game where if this was the playoffs, you know, th- those guys ain't playing more than you know eight, nine, ten. 11 minutes in the game, right? Um, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so the the way I see it, the rotation is going to get tighter as 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 the season go on, and Kerr's definitely experimenting with the with the rotations and the lineups right now. I think my biggest concern right now, though, is just we saw how basically a blueprint of how to defend this team when they're playing guys like Draymond and Looney for extended minutes and we can't get no spacing. I mean, I know Clay will solve that, but I mean, does this, does this, will this concern you guys basically in the playoffs? Uh, I'll take a question out there. I appreciate it. Um, it will concern me if they're playing Steph or sorry, Draymond and Looney with no clay in the playoffs. Like there's no other way around that. That will concern me, but like, I just don't think they're going to play those lineup combinations. I think they have, enough good players and enough shooting to not run into that kind of a mess when the playoffs come around. And if they have to play that kind of lineup in the playoffs because enough players are injured, well, they they have big issues, you know? Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. The more I think about this game, the the less I'm concerned. But, you know, we'll wait for for Friday. All right, I I think we should end it there. We will wait till Friday. We appreciate everyone who called in. Have a good night. Pot out in the morning. Mm-hmm.